Welcome to Unplugged, a series where we talk frankly about how you are feeling and everything related to your wellness. Just listen in and come on a journey with us to relax and unwind. I'm Noor, and today we're talking about anxiety with Andrea from Transform Clinical Hypnotherapy. Andrea is a professional sound and hypnotherapist. Today, Andrea is going to bring you through some life exercises on how you can manage your anxiety, what it is, when it becomes a problem, and how to deal with it. Hello, Andrea. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks, Noel. Hi, and welcome. This is Andrea, hypnotherapist and the founder of Transform Clinical Hypnotherapy. And I help my client with anxiety disorder, panic attack, and even anxiety attack to regain control in life. Being personally benefited from hypnotherapy, I was an insomniac for more than decades. And I've tried a lot of uh, medications or even, you know, sleeping pills, and it doesn't really help me with my sleep. And when I chance upon hypnotherapy, I gave it a try. And that's when I slowly regained control and being able to sleep better and become a calmer person. So today we are going to talk about anxiety, which is something that I have been experiencing like uh, for many years. So in year 2016, survey from Global Burden of Disease estimated 275 million people suffer from anxiety disorders. That's around 4% of global population. And it is the most common mental health disorder that's affecting the world population. If we were to conduct the survey this year in 2022 with a global COVID-19 pandemic, highly likely we will see an increasing in trend. Or the so what is anxiety exactly? So all emotions have their functions. Anxiety being one of the six basic emotions functions as an alarm to alert us to potential threats, allowing us to evaluate and respond to a situation in an appropriate way. So to understand what anxiety is, we need to know about a particular part of our brain, the amygdala. So amygdala is a cluster of almond-shaped cells located near our brain. We have one on each side of our brain. So amygdala help to define and regulate our emotions. They also preserve memories and attach those memories to specific emotions such as happiness, sadness, or anger. These are called emotional remembrance. Have you ever experienced like an instantly taking dislike to a stranger when they look like your enemy at work or your enemy during childhood. The fact that this stranger looks like your enemy has triggered the emotional memory in your brain. And even without getting to know them further, your brain has decided not to be too friendly to them. So that's what we call emotional remembrance. And it is controlled by the amygdala. And of course, the amygdala also activates the fight, flight, or freeze response. And this response can help people to, in immediate physical danger, to react quickly for their safety and security. For example, the fight, flight response helps every human respond to threats to avoid being injured or killed. And amygdala activates this fight-flight response without any initiative from us. So this amygdala actually holds the master key to our brain. So if they sense the threats of surrounding us, 
for survival, they will just pick up this master key and initiate this fight, flight, freeze response. We, and it is quite an automatic response. So when that part of your brain sends danger, it signals your brain to palm a huge amount of stress hormone, preparing your body to enter into fight for survival or freeze or flee for safety. And in today's life, the fight-flight response is more likely to be triggered by emotions such as stress, fear, anxiety, aggression, and anger. And today I would like to talk about how the excessive use of social media can trigger this anxiety response as well. So multiple studies have found that a strong link between heavy usage of social media and the increased risk of anxiety disorder, depression, and loneliness. The constant comparison, enviness of the likes that we receive on each post triggers one's anxiety response. Guess what happened when you get less like than you expected on the post that you have recently made? Your status anxiety kick in and suddenly you feel anxious and unhappy. So that's how the over or the excessive usage of social media can easily trigger our fight and flight response. And um, if you look into is anxiety always bad? Actually, anxiety is a normal human emotions. They are our normal human body alarm system. They occur in a response to situation where we may endanger or at risk for some kind of harm. Even though anxiety and fear may feel unpleasant and uncomfortable, they are in no way bad or negative. They actually serve a very important purpose, survival. And it will be very hard to get by in life without these particular emotions. Imagine driving on road with every driver speeding at 200 km per hour or pedestrian walking on the street without the fear of an upcoming or oncoming traffic. Our life will be in danger and the world will be in chaotic if there's no anxiety or fear of so when does anxiety become a problem? Anxiety is a problem when it becomes overwhelming or unmanageable and it comes up unexpectedly. And that is what we call anxiety disorder. People with anxiety disorder may avoid going about their lives in order to avoid anxiety. Difficulty concentrating, difficulty controlling feelings of worry, feeling fatigue, being irritable easily, having difficulty to fall asleep or stay asleep are some of the symptoms of anxiety disorder. Excessive worries make one harder to fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. And this usually is the symptoms that encourage the patients or clients to seek help. And how do we differentiate between anxiety and anxiety disorder? And uh, let's take a very... Uh, how do we differentiate anxiety and anxiety disorder to feel anxious when you're out there socializing with new friends or colleagues? But for those with anxiety disorder, they may have an overwhelming anxiety, difficulty concentrating, difficulty controlling their thoughts, feeling anxious all the time, 
and they may have a shortness in breath or they may even enter this blend state and which may eventually cause them to avoid from socializing with their new colleagues or friends. And people with anxiety disorder says that they know their anxiety isn't based in reality, but they feel trapped by their thoughts and feelings. Anxiety disorder can be treated. It is important to seek help if you or people around you are experiencing this feeling. What can you do when you feel anxious? Exercise is a very good way to help to cope with anxious feelings. When you spot a threat, your amygdala sends stress hormone around your body to prepare you for fight or flight response. And this hormone increases our heart rate and resp respiratory rate, tighten our body muscles to prepare us for survival. Exercise can help to metabolize or break down those stress hormones and calm down the nervous system. Just a 5 to 10 minutes of intensive sweat will start breaking down those stress hormones. And exercise could also increase the endorphins, the happy hormone, which help us to feel good. And the second thing that you can try is to trigger a relaxation response. We can't be relaxed and anxious at the same time. So trigger relaxation response helps to tame your anxiety. Breathing exercise, self-hypnosis or meditation can be very helpful tools to reconnect with calmness. And research shown that meditation not only reduces anxiety, it also decreases depression, insomnia, and increases the quality of life. If this is your first time trying, do not expect to be able to engage in this exercise and feel calm immediately because mastering a meditation or a self-hypnosis or even a breathing exercise is like learning a new skills. It takes practice. The more you practice, the better you become. And third, talk to your family, friends or someone who gets it. If your feeling of anxiety is making it hard to function, Talking to friends that accept your feelings and those who have ability to provide a space, safe space for you to be you is very important. If you don't feel safe to share your problem with friends or family, look for a professional who is trained to do so. And four, identify triggers. In order to get to the root of your anxiety, you need to figure out what is bothering you. Writing a journal can be a great way to get in touch with your original triggers of anxiety. Oftentimes, source of our anxiety comes from our daily life stressor. It can be one relationship with our family's members, financial stress, conflict between colleagues or friends, or health issues. Or like mentioned earlier, the over-usage of social media, where we are constantly comparing our value with others, can also trigger this stress response. Sometimes, we may have problem identifying the source of our anxiety. 
since anxiety can be a learned response, so it can be related to our childhood experiences and our upbringing. In this case, talking to a trained therapist to process those trapped emotions could be helpful. So very important, do not blame yourself for feeling anxious, even when things in life is going well. Because all of our emotions is there for a reason. And let me share with you a case study of mine. A client of mine came to me to seek help with his anxiety disorder. He has this constant fear about future and unable to control his anxiety, even though he knows that they are unrealistic. He has a very stable job with good career prospects lovely family, and there just wasn't a specific stressor at his life at that point of time. And he lose sleep and feeling extremely tired with the fear that he is experiencing. And eventually through hypnotherapy, we discover that the seed of his insecurity and the fear of uncertainty was planted during his childhood. The sudden passing of his primary caregiver has planted this fear of insecurity and fear of uncertainty when he was six. And through cognitive behavior therapy, he eventually come to understand that this fear is outdated and he can safely let go of them. He learned to embrace uncertainty as part of life and he understands that he has the capability to will to deal with all these uncertainties in life if they were to appear again in his life. Yeah, so that's all for me, Noor. Oh, thank you so much, Andrea, for that session. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. this is all the time we have. Andrea, mm-hmm. for those who would like to find out more about you, how can they reach you? Okay, they can look for me on uh, my website, Transform Clinical Hypnotherapy, or they can actually look up for um, to Call Collective website because um, I'm based in Call Collective, both at Anson and Dempsey. Okay, yes. thank you. I'll put that in the description box for all of you guys listening, so it'll be easier for you to reach out to Andrea. So this marks the end of the second session of Unplugged. Stay tuned for the next episode where we'll be diving in on mindfulness and sleep meditation. See you on the next one.